Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. I want to apologize to everyone. We had said that we were going to start going live in the morning. We had some technical difficulties this morning. Um, wanted to make sure that we, we do it right. So that's going to get pushed back, ho- hopefully to tomorrow. If not, maybe Friday or Monday. Um, <clears throat> but that's going to be coming. But we, as soon as that happened, we had some technical difficulties. We said, hey, let's make sure we go live at our normal time so we don't leave people hanging for today at least. Um, so because of all that, schedules got mixed up. Joe is not available. So I'm solo today. So if you want to call in, 888-441-1121 is our number today. And there's lots to talk about. There's really There really is a lot to talk about because we, we thought it was bad. We thought Afghanistan was bad. Every day it gets worse. Every day it gets so much worse. And I really don't know where the bottom is. I don't know where the bottom of this hole is. I just know that every day we come back to this and, and Joe Biden and his, his ilk have dug a little deeper. So yeah, the title for today is worse than Benghazi because now we're hearing reports that not only did the Biden administration know that the attack was coming, we'd known that for a couple of days, not only did they not warn the troops or remove the troops from the gate where they knew the bomb blast was going to be happening, but the latest report we're hearing today is that actually the Pentagon had a drone pilot with the terrorist in his sights, could have taken him out, neutralized the terrorist, but was given a stand down order, was told not to. And instead of stopping the terrorist attack, based on this reporting, the Biden administration just watched on a live feed as the guy blew up a bunch of Americans and even more civilians. So it's, it's worse than Benghazi. I mean, I know Benghazi gets thrown around a lot and uh, it almost becomes cliche to call something Benghazi-esque, but this is this is a million times worse. It's a million times worse. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the crazy fact-checking that the media is doing, the literal mental gymnastics that they're doing, trying to convince everyone that, that military dogs weren't left behind. Even though we have pictures, fact-checkers say, nope, didn't happen. So we'll put on that. And we're going to report on Megan McCain, what she tweeted out yesterday, what a lot of people are tweeting out, which is that uh, that Biden's a threat to the country. So that's going to be a little bit in the second hour. Talking about what do we do with the people who, the conservatives, Republicans, moderates, independents who supported Biden. What do we do with the people who now understand that they made a big mistake? And what do we do with the people who continue to double down and say, no, he's the best thing since sliced bread? Get to that in the second hour. And then towards the end of the second hour, we're going to bring Jake on. Uh, he had a segment prepared for the morning on uh, on the economy and how that is tanking. Um, so we're going to bring him on the second half of the of the second hour, um, just since we had that prepared to go in the morning. We didn't go. So hit the share button, everyone. Very important. Hit the share button. Give us a thumbs up, comment, 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 comment. And important to mention that if you haven't already, it's important that you sign up for our email newsletters. The email newsletter just went out before we went to air. It's on this very story, the one we're talking about today. And it gives you the ability to take action, to fight back, because Joe Biden 
We'll play the clip. <clears throat> Yesterday, he called this an extraordinary success. Extraordinary success. It's anything but a success. But they're they're trying to whitewash it. And they're trying to cover it up. So today's Facts Blast is to fight back. The votes are there to investigate this. They absolutely are. Even Democrats in the House and the Senate aren't stupid enough to let Joe Biden just cover this up. So now it comes down to forcing, forcing Congress to create a select committee. It's the same kind of select committee that was that existed for Benghazi with full subpoena powers, full criminal referral powers. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want it to happen. GOP leadership doesn't want it to happen. But amazingly, there are enough Democrat and Republican votes to make it happen if we can force the vote. So that's what today's Facts Blast is all about. If you haven't already joined our email newsletter, make sure you do it. The link is in the description. And if you haven't already, do text the word FREEDOM, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. You'll get a text alert when we go live. We're going to start sending those text alerts out a little bit earlier because the text list has grown to be so big, we can't get them out all in time for the broadcast. So they're going to go out a little bit earlier. Apologies if you get it 20 minutes before we go to air, but that's the only way right now we can ensure that everyone would get it before airtime. So do those two things. Sign up for the email newsletter and subscribe to the text alert system because we got big things, big, big, big things coming down the pike. Okay, so let's get into this this craziness. And I, I wish we didn't have to cover this. I wish we didn't have to talk about Benghazi every day. I'm oh, sorry, Afghanistan every day, but unfortunately we do because it just keeps getting worse. It just keeps getting worse. Here's the clip from yesterday, everyone. Joe Biden declaring that his withdrawal from Afghanistan has been an extraordinary success. Play cut number one. No nation, no nation has ever done anything like it in all of history. The only the United States had the capacity and the will and the ability to do it, and we did it today. The extraordinary success of this mission was due to the incredible skill, bravely, and selfless courage of the United States. extraordinary success. But the amazing thing is that after he declared victory, this is his mission accomplished speech, which he was shouting the whole time. Usually you don't shout. And you're not angry when you declare mission accomplished. While simultaneously, while simultaneously saying we did everything we could, it was a huge success. He also blamed Trump. How does that work? How do you declare victory? How do you say we were super successful? And in the very next breath, blame everything on Trump. How does that work? Because it seems like that just doesn't make sense. It seems like there's just something wrong with that. But here we go. This is cut number two. The first part of Biden slamming Trump. Cut two. Let me be clear. Leaving August the 31st is not due to an arbitrary deadline. It was designed to save American lives. My predecessor, the former president, signed an agreement with the Taliban to remove U.S. troops by May the 1st, just months after I was inaugurated. It included no requirement that Taliban work out a cooperative governing arrangement with the Afghan government. But it did authorize the release of 5,000 prisoners last year, including some of the Taliban's top war commanders, among those who just took control of Afghanistan. By the time I came to office, the Taliban was in its strongest military position since 2001, controlling or contesting nearly half of the country. The previous administration's agreement said 
that if we stuck to the May 1st deadline that they had signed on to leave by, the Taliban wouldn't attack any American forces. So just realize this, the next cut I had is, is just the later part of that of that cut. Yeah. How, how does it work? How does the president claim victory and simultaneously blame his predecessor? And why is he shouting? Why is he shouting at us? Mother Mayhem says enough, Max, turn him off. I promise that is the last clip you will see of Joe Biden today. I don't have any more. Now, and I won't I won't put up any more. Don't worry. I promise this today will be a safe space from Joe Biden and his lies. We'll, we'll read a couple of uh, leaked transcripts of a call he had with Ghani, which it just came out today. And it's it's even worse. I mean, every time you think, again, surely this is as low as it can go, it gets even lower. But that, I promise that is the last clip of Joe Biden I will play today. Unless he, how about this? It's the last clip I'll play of Joe Biden today unless he spontaneously comes out and resigns. We'll cover that live. But other than that, we will not play anything else from him today. But we will play this clip from one of his one of his advisors out on television still claiming that Biden handled this as well as he possibly could. Play cut number four. It's easy to second guess, but let's just be clear. America was in this war for 20 years, and I think any effort to unwind that, any effort to bring our troops out, any effort to end our military presence in Afghanistan was going to be filled with uh, heartbreaking scenes and difficulties. And I think uh, the Biden administration has managed that as well as it can be managed under the circumstances we were placed in. As well as it could have possibly been managed given the circumstances we were placed in if we go to my screen mr producer this is a picture of the taliban holding a military parade taliban's holding a military parade with our military equipment so you can see there i believe that uh, should be an mrap i'm not i'm not an expert i don't think i don't know if that's an mrap or not but it's it's one of our vehicles no it's not mrap mraps are usually a little bit a little bigger i think um it's one of our big it's one of our vehicles they are literally parading through the streets of Kabul, dressed in American military uniforms, waving American weapons, driving American vehicles. And he says that is the best it could have gone, given the circumstances. We also have this coming out of Iran. Iran of all places. Look what just showed up in Iran. I wonder what these are. This is from an Iranian telegram channel, first um, publicized by Kian Sharifi. Uh, I cannot verify the authenticity of this, but it is making the rounds all over social media, all over the internet. These are U.S. Humvees now already in Iran. We said that they were, that the Taliban was going to sell this. They have more Humvees than actual Taliban fighters. Right? If they put every single Taliban fighter inside of a hum- Humvee, they'd still have thousands left over. Right? They, they, have, they have more guns. If, if they had a gun... For every finger on their hand, they'd still have some left over for the Taliban fighters. So of course they're going to sell them. And amazingly, they've already gotten they've already gotten to Iran. Now, why is this a big deal? Why is it a big deal that they've already made it to Iran? Well, these look like they're basic Humvees, but I, I would not be surprised if the MRAPs make it there too. Iran, over the past two decades, almost two decades, over the past two decades, they have been responsible for almost for the vast majority of IED attacks on U.S. forces. IED improvised explosive devices. They would bring the munitions into Iraq, 
Afghanistan. They would train the fighters, the insurgents, how to blow up Americans. And they would do just that. They'd bury the bombs in the road, on the highway, wait for one of these vehicles to drive over it or past it, trigger it, blow it up, kill the Americans inside the vehicle. These IEDs, they're not just bombs. They started out just as bombs. But as the as the Iranians got more and more involved, they started using shaped charges. Now, anyone who knows um, explosives, anyone who's been in the Middle East, served in the armed forces, you know the difference between an explosive and a shaped charge. An explosive is uh, like a regular bomb. It's going to go in all directions, right? It's going to have shrapnel. It's going to try and hit as much as it possibly can. And that's like a typical, like a suicide vest. They use ball bearings or they use nuts and bolts, something as shrapnel, and they want it to go in all directions as much as possible. A shaped charge is very different. A shaped charge is, de is designed to take all that explosive force and point it in one direction. Now, a regular bomb wouldn't blow up a lot of these military vehicles because a lot of that energy is being expelled outwards. But with a shaped charge, they're directing every single bit of that force all at one location. And it's incredibly deadly. It's incredibly, the shaped charges are incredibly deadly. They use like the different metals that they use to pierce armor. They have got it down to a science, the Iranians have, how to kill Americans inside of armored vehicles. Well, now those Iranians have the very vehicles that they've been trying to, trying to penetrate. So now they're going to be able to study these even more, find weak spots. If they get their hands on an MRAP, they're going to study every inch of it to figure out the easiest way to kill everyone inside. And make no mistake, anytime an American, American soldier is overseas, that information will be used to kill him. It will be. This is, uh, this is the best that Biden could do. Having, having Humvees and, and armored vehicles in Iran, that's the best that Biden could do. He couldn't have blown them up. Couldn't have just blown them up. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it's pretty easy. Military does that all the time. Nope, this is the best they could do. You take down my screen, Mr. Producer. The best they can do, an amazing success. Extraordinary success. It really makes you think. It had to have been on purpose. You can't do this. You can't do this by accident. This has to be on purpose. More things coming out. If we put up my screen again, Mr. Producer, this is coming out... Um, put up my screen again. This is coming out from Zero Hedge. Some text messages have leaked out from an army colonel, livid, furious, proclaiming we are effing abandoning American citizens. So we have this text exchange between him and a formal, former special forces soldier. And it reads as follows. Here's the colonel. Everyone's having a hard time getting in the gate. AMCITs can't get past TB checkpoints. I am only aware of a handful of families that are still trying to get in right now. Are you trying to get people in? Any AMC INTs? Yes, all of them. Yes. We are effing abandoning American citizens. I'm so pissed. Most of our list are HVAFG. I, I presume that's high value Afghans. Hold on. Don't leave your screen. How many AMC ITs, American citizens, you got in total? I am on with the right guy right now. Finally, please be quick. Those ones take an act of God. So AMCITs, American citizens, TB Taliban, and HV, AFGs, high value Afghans. This just leaked. 
a, a colonel there saying we are effing abandoning American citizens. How long do you think before he gets fired? If he hasn't already been. It's got to be quick. Biden won't let that stand. Won't let anyone go against the narrative of this is the best possible withdrawal you would have ever seen. It's so sad. It really is. You can take down my screen now, Mr. Producer. Hinted at this yesterday. This story. Really despicable. Put up image two. This is from the New York Post. American Humane Society says U.S. left military dogs behind in Afghanistan. Now, a couple weeks ago, we reported that military dogs had gotten out. Not entirely true. And it really, it's one of those things, it's one of those things that are semantics. It really depends on how you define a military dog. Now, there are obviously, there are military dogs. And when those dogs are injured or killed in action, they are given military funerals, right? They're, they're given health care, just as any soldier would. They are military dogs. There's also contractor dogs. It's kind of like the difference between a soldier and a contractor. Well, we privatized much of the wars that we've been fighting over the past two decades. So while we had U.S. troops in Afghanistan and Iraq, we also had American contractors. Most of the time, they're retired um, or retired soldiers or veterans who didn't want to re-up in the military but still wanted to, to go out and get some. So they signed up with some of these different defense contractors. And they make a lot more money than you do actually as an enlisted man. So a lot of times when there were attacks overseas, the attacks were on contractors. It didn't technically get listed as an American military casualty. But is there a real difference? Is there a difference between a soldier and a vet both doing the same job? I mean, technically there's a difference. But ethically, not really. They're, they're still the same. If, if they left a bunch of contractors behind and abandoned them, it'd be the same as abandoning U.S. military personnel. It's the same kind of deal with these dogs. You have the you have the bona fide military dogs. They've been literally born, and the whole purpose that they were born was to be a working military dog. They've been trained their entire life. But you also have these contractor dogs. Many of them are brought in. Many of them are adopted from inside of Afghanistan and trained to do the job that they need to do, whether it be sniffing out bombs, sniffing out other weapons, drugs, whatever. They've been trained to do the job. So technically, technically Joe Biden didn't leave bona fide military dogs behind. Technically, they got withdrawn. But he left approximately 51 contractor dogs. If you go ahead and put up image number three, it's going to make your blood boil. Look at them. In their crates, left behind. Now, they've since been released. They're running around the airport. We're hearing reports that someone's feeding them. Someone's giving them water. I mean, I don't know if that's true. But I have seen videos of them running around, so someone did let them out. But these dogs were left behind. There were empty seats on the planes. And they left these dogs behind. You know, you know how the Taliban treats dogs? I mean, they'll kill them just for sport. They'll kill them for sport. The minute you tell them that these dogs actually helped the Americans, they'll kill them just for, for sport. They don't care that they're, that they're just dogs. They'll be butchered. They'll be slaughtered. They'll probably probably eat them. Hey, don't tell don't kill Barack Obama. He'll he'll go over there with a bib on. He abandoned them. Joe Biden abandoned these dogs. Put up image four. 
This is a, this aged like fine wine. Hillary Clinton, February 19th, 2021. Don't vote for anyone you wouldn't trust with your dog. This sure aged like fine wine. Thank you, Hillary. Thank you. I, I, I wouldn't trust anyone. I wouldn't vote for anyone I wouldn't trust with my dog. And that list now includes Joe Biden. It's amazing what difference a year makes, isn't it? If you cut to image five, image five, this is Trump honoring Conan. Remember Conan? Conan, the, the military dog, honoring him at the White House just a year ago. What a difference a year makes. Yeah, Sheridan, you're right. Biden's dog bit eight different Secret Service agents. I don't know what it is with Biden and dogs. There's no such thing as a bad dog. It's just a bad a bad handler, a bad trainer, bad owner. It's not the dog's fault. But I don't know what it is with Biden and dogs. And then just to uh, just to kind of round this out, if we put up image six, yes, this image on the left is Photoshop. Donald Trump did share it, but this is the difference. This is what it looks like just a couple years apart. Honoring military dogs and leaving them behind. Fact checkers, fact checkers are all over it though. They are all over it. If you go back to image one, here's the latest fact check. False! The U.S. military did not leave dozens of military working dogs behind as it withdrew troops from Afghanistan. The viral pictures show rescue dogs under the care of Kabul Small Animal Rescue. These dogs long, largely belong to Afghans, embassy employees, and independent defense contractors who were unable to bring their dogs or their animals with them as they evacuated. So these were dogs that belonged to embassy employees, were used by embassies, and by defense contractors. Right, so they are State Department dogs and they are defense contractor dogs, but they are not military dogs. False. Anyone who posted that, demonetized, deplatformed, banned from Facebook, how dare you suggest it? The, the nuance is, is real. There's a difference between a military, a, a, a soldier dog, right, a military dog and a contractor dog, but they do the same job. Largely, they do the same job. They're just as much in harm's way. And they left them behind. I want to know what you think about this. Because <laughs> amazingly, this is these, the leftists are freaking out. Because you have the Humane Society freaking out. Biden left these dogs behind. It, I, I get it that they're American citizens. And we talked to Shabir yesterday. We, we had him tell his story. And I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to put anyone in danger. But they're, they're working on that. They're working on getting his family out. Yes, there are, there are humans. There are humans, American citizens who are in danger. But the dogs should have gotten home too, shouldn't they? Come on. Why are you leaving the dogs behind? It's not a joke to say that they might get eaten. That's, that's not a joke. It's not like a dig, like, oh, yeah, they all eat dogs. It is true. They might get eaten. Why would you leave them behind? Now the reports are saying that CDC regulations prohibit these dogs should be brought back to the U.S. Well, not every flight went directly to the U.S. Lots of these flights went to Qatar or Germany first. So what's the excuse then? Can't bring the dog into the U.S. without doing certain paperwork. So why don't you bring them to a friendly country where the U.S. has a base and they can just chill there? 
see, see, they have these excuses and they're like, oh, well, sorry, we couldn't do anything. Regulation. We had to let them eat the military working dogs. We had to let them eat them. Sorry, hands are tied. It's just, listen, this isn't the most important part of this. I, I get it. And, pe- and, and people are like, oh, why, why are you talking about the dogs? I'm a dog lover. I'm a dog lover. <laughs> How can anyone explain this away? How can the fact checkers actually say false? You can say mixture. You say it's a, well, there's a difference between military dogs. I just explained it. The difference between contractors and military personnel. But just label it false. Does it cover, they're trying to cover everything up. Even now, it took them two weeks, but they're finally starting to cover it up. And by they, I mean big tech. I mean, look what happened to that one grieving mother. She posted on social media how pissed off she was about Biden because her son died. And she got banned from social media for it. What the hell is that? Joe Biden can check his watch, can disrespect the families during the dignified transfer, but the minute one of the families actually pipes up, they get suspended from social media? What the hell's going on? (laughs) I think we know what's going on. We know what the powers that be want. We know what the powers that be are trying to do. Joe Biden's circling the drain. I saw a poll out today, 42% approval. The polls are cooked. They've always been cooked. They, res- they ask more Democrats than Republicans in these polls. These polls are, unless you're talking about Rasmussen or a few others, the polls are cooked. It's very easy, very easy to make a poll say what you wanted to say. They're called push polls. I've explained it on the show before, but they're called push polls where questions are designed to push people in a certain direction. They ask a bunch of negative questions like, what do you think about Trump doing this, 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 this? And then finally they say, what do you think? Do you support Trump? And say, oh, no, of course I don't. You just told me you did all that. That's a push poll. So the polls are already rigged. But for Biden to be 42% approval, let's see if I can get it. I saw it today. He's circling the drain. Absolutely circling the drain. So so social media, Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, they're all going to come up and try and protect him. Because they realize what's at stake. They realize what they're about to lose. They stole it. They for, they installed him. People didn't want him, but they installed him anyway. And now we get to see what happens when an Alzheimer's patient or dementia patient is given operational control over the United States military in an active theater. I mean, we like to think that Afghanistan was over a long time ago. It wasn't over. The Taliban just really feared Trump. Joe Biden, not so much. They knew that Joe Biden wouldn't do what he had to do. They knew he'd cave. They knew he'd capitulate. And they knew he'd leave Americans behind. I'll tell you, our sponsor, Air MedCare Network, will not leave people behind. If you ever need to be airlifted for a medical reason to a hospital, you're going to wish you had Air MedCare Network. They cover almost the entire country, and they fly over 100,000 patients a year. And you don't have to worry when you have to worry about Joe Biden leaving you behind, but you also don't have to worry about the cost. It costs a lot. I mean, it costs a lot to get airlifted to a hospital. An ambulance is expensive. Anyone who's ever had to get get an ambulance ride, you know it's expensive. You know your insurance doesn't want to cover it. Well, a helicopter ride to the hospital is even worse. 
it's even more expensive, upwards of 60 grand in some cases. And it's not just people who fall off the side of a mountain or get lost while they're hiking. It's people in the suburbs when there's a car crash on the highway and the ambulance can't get in. It's people in the city when there's gridlock and have to go from one hospital to another for an emergency surgery. It's more than you think. So when you join up with Aramid Care Network, you don't have to worry about the price. $85 gets coverage for your household for one year, less if you're a senior citizen, and it works out to be less if you buy three or five years at a time. And as a huge bonus, when you go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back. It's free money. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Yeah, I don't know. It, it had to have been, it had to have been intentional. This had to have been intentional. You don't, this isn't an accident, right? I mean, you don't just accidentally bungle this this much. This is what happens when anti-Americanism infects the Oval Office, infects the White House, infects the Pentagon. When you have Pentagon generals more concerned about celebrating Pride Month than they are about evacuating their own personnel. I mean, just think about that. They were holding Pride Month parties when they should have been removing weapons and munitions and rescue and getting people out. They knew what was coming, but now they're too busy getting woke. Get woke, go broke. Really is incredible. But then we have this story. I, I, I led with this at the start. This is pretty incredible. You have a former, you have a former U.S. Um, Defense Department official. I want to make sure I get his name. I don't want to, I don't want to mess up the name. His name is Roger Pardo Maurer, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense, Roger Pardo Maurer. He was on Univision, Spanish language television, giving an interview, and he, and he broke a little bit of news, a little bit of news that we had suspected was probably the case, but this is the first time we're actually hearing it. And I apologize, this is going to be in Spanish. This is going to be in Spanish, but I will read, Mr. Producer, if you can turn the volume down. I'll read the subtitles for everyone listening to the audio edition. I don't, don't want to just leave you not able to read the subtitles. So let, let's go ahead and play this clip, Mr. Producer. Turn down the volume for it. You can still hear it, but not too much. Cut number five. Drone had a lock on him. Okay, and that they refused to grant permission to fire upon that bomber. Permission was requested and was denied. Why? Because we are in the process of negotiating with the Taliban. We aren't even in control of their own government or their own people. So let that sink in. Let that sink in. Yeah, people saying no audio. We turned it down because he's speaking Spanish. I read it out loud on top of it. Didn't want to leave the audio people. Listen to the audio edition, which if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the audio edition of the podcast. Help us prove out the numbers. So this guy, former Deputy Secretary of Defense on Spanish language television, talking about how his sources are telling him that a Predator drone pilot actually had a lock on the suicide bomber. Could have taken him out 
could have could have done it. Oh, Mr. Producer's telling me that the beginning of the clip was I was muted. Okay, Mr. Producer, unmute me and I'll do it again. I'm sorry. I thought people could hear me. Um, re replay it. Make sure I'm unmuted and I'll do it again. What is being said by people who were involved is that the Defense Department already knew who the bomber was. They already knew who the bomber was. And when the Kabul attack would happen and that a Predator drone had a lock on him, on the bomber. Okay, and that they refused to grant permission to fire upon that bomber. Permission was requested and it was denied. Why? Because we are in the process of negotiating with the Taliban. And the Taliban aren't even in control of their own government or their own people. So hopefully that audio went through. I apologize. I was talking. Sometimes it doesn't go through right away. They have to unmute me when they play video clips. That was good, I heard. That was good. Okay, great. So that, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Yeah, it, it, it broke on Spanish language television, so it might take a little while for it to get onto American television for someone to be willing to go out there and say this in English. But the reporting now indicates that not only did they know when the attack was going to happen, not only did they know where the attack was going to happen, not only did the Biden administration not warn the soldiers in advance, not tell them to take cover, not put them behind barriers that could have protected them from the blast, not only did the Biden administration and the military not clear the area in front of the gate to make sure there were no civilians there who would be killed or maimed or injured in the blast. We now know that a Predator pilot had the bomber in his sights. He had a lock on him and he could have taken him out before he reached the airport. Remember, we, ha we had this reporting. We, we heard the reporting um, a couple of days ago that the U.S. government fa attacked a bomber before they could make it to the airport. Remember, they, they did a couple days ago. They, they blew up one of the bombers trying to get to the airport to, to launch another attack. Apparently, they had a similar situation here. They had them in his sights, could have taken him out, but didn't. The pilot asked for permission, and permission was denied. So I want to make sure you understand what that means. What that means is that we had an armed Predator drone overhead that could have saved 13 American lives and over 170 civilian lives, not to mention all the other people who were injured and horribly maimed. That armed Predator drone could have stopped it. So not only, as I said, did they not warn them, did they not clear this area, not only did they issue the stand-down order, but Biden administration officials and officials within the Pentagon got to watch from an aerial view as the target that they had already identified traveled to the airport and blew everyone up. That is why this is worse than Benghazi. Because in Benghazi, you had an attack. Yes, they should have known better. They should have known the attack was coming. Intelligence failures happen all the time. It isn't the failure that you blame them for. It's the reaction. So once Benghazi was happening, and Tig has talked about this on our show and his show a lot, which if you haven't already, make sure you tune into Modern Patriot when it's on. Not, the attack was happening. It wasn't that they should have stopped the attack, though reasonable people say they probably could have if they tried. It was after the attack had already started for 13 hours, the people in positions of power said there was nothing they could do, that they couldn't have sent anyone there. They couldn't have sent a drone, couldn't have sent anyone to provide close air support. So for 13 hours, Obama administration officials got to watch as U.S. fighters, many of them contractors, were fighting for their lives 
in Benghazi, and unfortunately, four Americans did die. This is worse than Benghazi. It's worse than Benghazi because unlike then when they said oh, we couldn't get there in time, here in Kabul, there was an armed predator drone overhead that could have stopped the whole fucking thing. Could have stopped it. One pull of the trigger. It's not even a real trigger. It's like a joystick. Anyone who's ever seen what those, what those predator drone um, cockpits look like. They could have stopped it. They could have. And you know what? It probably would have been some collateral damage. I think that that is undeniable. It's really hard to, to launch a drone strike in an urban environment and not kill anyone else. But do you think it would have killed 13 Americans? <clears throat> do you think the drone strike would have killed 170 civilians? Do you think it would have wounded over 150 people? No, it wouldn't have. I know that because they did it a couple days later at another bomber and it killed nine people. That's terrible. Many of them children. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Never want anyone to die. But you can't say that that's worse than 170 civilians dying, 150 plus getting injured, 13 American soldiers dying. I mean, it's an easy, it's an easy, uh, it's an easy calculation to make. It's an easy calculation to make. No one had to die. Well, I mean, someone had to die. But all of those people at the airport didn't have to die. You know, we've heard reports that among the wounded and maybe even potentially among the dead are some of the U.S. veterans who are over there trying to save Americans. The different Operation Pineapple Express, right? Team America, the different names that they're giving themselves. Awesome names. But they're doing the jobs that Biden wouldn't. And we saw in that text exchange that a colonel in the U.S. Army has to ask someone else for help saving American citizens saying we are effing abandoning American citizens. Didn't have to happen. All of those people didn't have to die. You absolutely, uh, Aria Michelle says, dr drone in the DLive comment section says, drone strikes can be useful to defend Americans. Absolutely. It's the whole purpose. What the f is the purpose of having an armed drone overhead if no one's allowed to pull the trigger? No, I get it. They can't just fire without authorization. You can't just have people going trigger happy, shooting up foreign countries. I get that. But how do you turn that down? You know where he's going. You know that you didn't clear the airport gate. You know you didn't warn them. You know there's hundreds of civilians, including Americans, trapped in that crowd. You know what he's going to go do. Like, how do you let it happen? How do you allow it to happen? I just don't get it. And, and AZ Patriot says, I need more max F-bombs in my life. I try not to. Sometimes they slip out. But I'm, I'm really, I'm really pissed. You should all be pissed. This isn't about politics. This isn't about uh, keeping political score. Oh, well, Republicans get two points now because Joe Biden killed a bunch of Americans. It's not about politics. This is so much more than that. We talked with Shabir yesterday. His story, if you haven't watched it, go back and watch that the second hour of yesterday's podcast, he was a refugee himself from Afghanistan. His family fled the Taliban, brought him to the United States, and he became an American, not just like literally, but in, in heart and spirit, he embraces American values. He embraces freedom, the constitution. It's a success story. Now his wife and his unborn 
American child, because the American will the child will be an American when he is born, are stuck over there. Are stuck over there. And, and we're talking with him about everything going on. And what he said was so heartbreaking. He said, This isn't the America. This isn't the America I came to. I I, I don't believe. I don't believe. Um I don't believe that that this is the that this is America. I I I don't trust America. You can go back and listen. He he was saying things to that effect, like like this isn't my America, and he's right. He's right. Maria Michelle says, "Yeah, drones are usually used to monitor assets. Yes, but this one was armed. This one was armed. So they did it a couple days later to stop the car loaded with explosives. Could have done it this time. They just didn't." And maybe they have a reason. I don't know. Like maybe they have a reason for surrendering Kabul to the Taliban. Maybe they have a reason. I, I have a hard time figuring it out. I have a hard time figuring it out how the fear over collateral damage would allow such a big bomb. And I, I, that's not really being talked about. Do you know how big of a bomb you need to kill that many people? I mean, usually suicide vests are smaller. Usually suicide bombs are smaller. They'll kill a bunch of people. But to kill 170 civilians? Do you know how big of a bomb that needs to be? Just think about it. And I don't want to get gruesome. But when you... We mentioned earlier, these aren't shaped charges. These are just explosives. Using shrapnel. Do you know how much shrapnel and how much explosive force you need to kill that many people? Because if you get in that crowd, the, the bomb blasts... I don't want to treat people like they're just kinetic targets or something. But the farther you're away from the bomb, the less force there is there. You know how big it has to be to kill 170 civilians, to wound 150 more? It's huge. How, how can you know? And saying it was two suicide bombers. That, that's actually been disputed. They, they, I don't know whether that's even true anymore because now I don't even know whether to believe the Pentagon. Now they're saying there wasn't a second bombing. I don't know. I don't know. But you know how big it has to be? Yeah, probably not as big as you think. But it has to be pretty big. And when you know it's that big, how can you how can you issue a stand-down order for fear of collateral damage? I'm presuming that's why they were afraid. Collateral damage. How can you let how can you let a suicide bomber get that close to American citizens, American soldiers? It's unconscionable. It's unconscionable. So yeah, some. <laughs> I'm gonna drop f bombs. I hope Mr. Producer Josh has marked the time. But it's unconscionable, and I'm running out of words to express how insane, how asinine, how ass. <laughs> something Shabir said yesterday, uh, ass backwards. How ass backwards this is. And every day it gets worse. Every fucking day it gets worse. Where's the bottom? Where's the bottom of the hole? Gets even, even worse. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is from the New York Post reacting to leaked transcripts of calls between Joe Biden and former, now disgraced, Afghan President Ghani. Biden pressure, pressured Ghani to create perception that the Taliban weren't winning. Specifically, here's the description. In much of the call, Biden focused on what he called the Afghan government's, quote, perception problem. Quote, I need not tell you the, 
the, the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban. And there is a need, whether it is true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. Think about that for a second. This is, this is a real phone call. A real phone call. He also said, well, scroll up here. Biden lauded the Afghan armed forces, which were trained and funded by the U.S. government. He said, quote, you, have, you clearly have the best military, end quote. Quote, you have 300,000 well-armed forces versus 70 to 80,000, and they're clearly capable of fighting well. As Reuters reports, days later, the Afghan military started folding across provincial capitals in the country with little fight against the Taliban. And as you remember, a couple days later, Joe Biden went publicly out there and called all those Afghans cowards. So in, in the phone conversation, he is praising them, saying you have the best military. Even though you're losing, we need you to start acting like you're winning. This is this is the president. Is he going to be impeached? Is this impeachable? Let me know. Is this impeachable? Donald Trump had a pretty innocent conversation talking about wanting to investigate misdeeds by the previous administration, and he got impeached for that because of his phone call with Ukraine. Is this impeachable? Because I thought, I thought when you say bad things on phone calls, I thought that's that's impeachable. I, I guess not. I don't. I don't. I don't make the rules, but this seems awfully impeachable. But again, I don't make the rules. And yet here again, to Ghani, you clearly have the best military. There's also a point in this where Joe Biden, I'm going to try and get it. I don't know if I can actually get it queued up, where Joe Biden says, if he basically he puts conditions on continued American close air support. Just think about that. We just talked about how the drone had the shot and didn't take it. Joe Biden on this call with Ghani is putting conditions on the airstrike. Let's see if we can actually find that. Let's find it real quick. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time. Uh, let's do Control F for air. Airport. Here we go. This is what Biden said. We will continue to provide close air support if we know what the plan is. If we know what the plan is. If. If. So you're saying that if if Joe Biden doesn't know what the plan is for for Ghani and the Afghan military, he won't continue to provide close air support. Is that why, is that why that drone pilot was ordered to stand down? Listen, folks, we need a full investigation into this. We absolutely do. Which is again, why the facts blast today is calling for that investigation, that special committee. It's worse than Benghazi. It's worse than anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. This isn't incompetence. This is deliberate, deliberate attempt to turn their back on the American people. Mr. Producer, do we have a screenshot of the new conservative daily store? I want to mention that before we break for the, for the second hour. Can we, can we put that up if we have it? Oh, we're, we're going to do it in the second hour. So we have a brand new conservative daily store. We're going to show you, we're going to show you some of the, the new stuff we got. You may, you want to make sure you go to it. So we're going to lead with that in the second hour. And then we're going to continue talking about this and the Megan McCain admission that she made a mistake voting for Joe Biden. Is that the first part of the dam to break? Are we going to expect more, more Joe Biden supporters to cave? Talk about that in the second hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call-to-action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top.